Welcome to the NBA podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I am your host, Munaf Manji, and joining me tonight to talk all things NBA, I got my guy here with me, Sleepy J. Sleepy, how are you doing this Friday evening, my friend? I'm doing well, man. A lot of work uh, to get done here. Still got college football bowl games coming up this weekend, so that should be interesting. NFL and obviously the NBA, college basketball. So going to be a busy weekend, busy Friday night, but I'm excited. Yeah, a lot of action as usual happening uh, this time of the year. I know we also got uh, the last uh, pay-per-view event or the last UFC event uh, going on this weekend as well, uh, UFC 296. So it's going to be a lot of action going on this weekend in uh, the sports betting world. But last week, Sleepy, pretty good week for us as far as our best bets went. We did sweep the card uh, going 2-0 and on our best bets. I had the Kings minus one and a half over the Phoenix Suns. They got the job done, won that game by eight points. And you absolutely nailed it with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, They were favored by seven and a half against the Atlanta Hawks. And Embiid absolutely dominated in that game. Um, Unfortunately for our player prop best bet, uh, we did have Jason Tatum over 25 and a half points. That uh, prop did close at 27 and a half. But unfortunately, he only scored 25 points uh, in that game, and we did get hooked. So hopefully, we do our player prop best bet. We can get back on the winning saddle here. But Sleepy, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but uh, two teams that were, I don't want to say actively tanking, but were tanking last season uh, were the San Antonio Spurs, the Houston Rockets, the Detroit Pistons, all in the sweepstakes for Mr. Victor Winbinyama and the Spurs. Did end up with, obviously, the number one pick last year. But two teams in particular that were tanking. Looks like they're right back at it again, Sleepy. Yeah, what's interesting with these two teams is that they, they've they kind of already said, you know what, screw this season. We're just looking forward to next season. And I think it actually makes sense maybe for, maybe for the Spurs to do that because I think you would probably agree Victor Wembanyama is pretty damn good, and he's going to change the franchise for the Spurs. You know, they lost 18 straight games in a row. And if they can go ahead and they can get a number one or a number two pick, you know, the Spurs probably end up being a pretty good team, you know, for the foreseeable future. The Pistons, I don't know about that team. Uh, they lost 21 in a row. They only have two wins this year. But I think you can make an excuse for the Pistons losing games, but I can't make any excuses for the Spurs. Coach Pop is supposed to be one of the best coaches of all time. Uh, they have a pretty good roster all around. I think the Spurs, I think the Spurs could be, you know, maybe like a team that, that should probably have like 9, 10, 11 wins right now. And the fact that they only have three, it just tells me that they are tanking. And I think that they're doing it blatantly. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how these two teams uh, end up faring on the, on the rest of the season. I don't know if these teams are going to break 20 wins. I, I probably would consider maybe playing both of these guys under. You could probably even throw the Wizards in there as well. The Wizards right now, 3-20 and 20 on the year. And you know what's interesting here, Munaf? Our coupon code this week, maybe we could just do our promo now, is actually Pistons 20 or Spurs 20. So if you guys are looking to go ahead and save 20% off there at pregame.com, enter one of those tanking teams, Pistons 20, Spurs 20. That guy could save you guys 20% uh, on anything at pregame.com. Got the college football bowl season coming up. 30-day packages, yearly packages, whatever you guys want at pregame.com. Yeah, we'll turn the uh, losing streaks of the Spurs and Pistons into something positive over at pregame.com. Again, make sure you use out those promo codes, uh, Spurs20 and Pistons20. Slippy, 
another week and a another familiar name making the news circuits in the association that is going to be Draymond Green who's back at it again he has been suspended indefinitely by uh, Adam Silver and the NBA and I'm sure a lot of uh, people saw what transpired between uh Draymond Green and Yusuf Nurkic uh earlier this week where I think it was pretty blatant that what uh, Draymond Green was trying to do there. I didn't believe a word he said in his uh, post-game press conference, but he took a swing at Yusuf Nurkic, was uh, ejected in the game, was uh, assessed flagrant foul number two. That's an automatic ejection in the association. And the ruling came down, and I think a lot of people are expecting that this might be a heavier, um, I guess a heavier punishment for Draymond Green just because of his reputation and what has transpired with him throughout his career uh, you know with ejections and just making I guess dirty plays but there were some stipulations that the league set down for Draymond Green to um, be able to be back on the court with his teammates in the Golden State Warriors but what was your initial reaction when you saw what Draymond Green did on the court against the Phoenix Suns, in particular Yusuf Nurkic and the league handing down suspension indefinitely to Draymond Green. Well, listeners of this podcast know that that I'm a Draymond supporter. So I like Draymond Green. I like the way he plays the game, um, the heart that he plays with, and the uh, the intensity that he plays with You know, each and every game. And when I saw the the, the play, I'm like, well, I hope they, they don't throw him out. But I'm sitting there in the back of my mind going, it looked pretty. Uh, it looked pretty clear cut that Draymond was pissed off that he he would he might not have been trying to hit him in the head. He might have just been swinging, you know, trying to make some type of contact. But the fact that he you know he, he landed pretty flush there, um, I wasn't surprised that that he got kicked out of the game. I think the NBA's kind of taking the approach here and went off that you know if you're like a repeat offender, they're gonna look to go ahead and try to calm you down. And I think that this is actually probably a pretty good. Um, a pretty good player for them to go ahead and make an example out of and be like, you know what, if you act up, you know, you're going to end up getting sat down, you're going to end up getting suspended. And if you, you know, continuously do this, and it's not like uh, Draymond is an angel. Obviously, we know that he's got, you know, many occurrences here with, you know, getting in fights and, and having all types of, uh, you know, just technical fouls and, 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 you know, rough on everybody's feathers, you know, whether it be opposing teams, coaches, the referees, other players. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like when you watch it, it, it seems like they're um, turning him to like a maybe like a, an Antonio Brown type of case where all of a sudden Draymond's mental. Yeah. Like this is the way that he plays. Right. I mean, he, he's he's an aggressive type of guy. Do I think he'll do something like this again? I, I think it depends on how long he's out. Um, maybe if it's just a couple of games, maybe he's like, you know what, it, it's worth it for me to go. Uh, you know, and, and try to make a statement maybe to a particular team or a particular player because you never know. Um, overall, I think whatever, I mean, unless it's like 20 games or something like that, then I think that's a little excessive. But I think giving him, you know, at least five games off, seven games off, something like that, not only to go ahead and, and, and make known to Draymond, like, dude, like you can't act like this, but it's going to serve purpose, you know, across the entire league. And like I was saying, like those repeat offenders, those guys might calm right down and be like, you know what, uh, this team can't afford five, seven games off. You know, we could be in the thick of a playoff chase, and, you know, I'm an important player. It's not like Draymond's not important. I mean, he's very important to that team. So I think it was warranted. 
Um, I hate to see it for a guy like Draymond because I enjoy like that 1980s type of basketball. Like we don't have enough of that. But um, you know, clearly you can't be swinging at somebody. I mean, he could have, you know, he could have hurt Nurkic, and Nurkic could have ended up being out um, just for going out there. And he was more or less making the real basketball play. So, not against it. Kind of sad to see it, but I guess you know it is what it is. Yeah, and again, I think it's just based on reputation for Draymond Green, like you mentioned. And you know, I think that what you mentioned about the league putting down the ha- hammer that you know other players that. I don't want to say are dirty, but are kind of in that arena of what Draymond, you know, antics are on the court. I think that, you know, they're going to make an example out of Draymond. And again, I'm not against it at all, uh, but I think that he will at least be out a minimum of at least seven um, games, if not more, uh, for the Golden State Warriors. And like you mentioned, right, for this Golden State Warriors team, Draymond Green is that, uh, Green is that engine that makes his offense go. You know, when he's on the floor, this offense looks completely different. And when he's not on the floor, you know, they struggle a little bit. So going into the Saturday card here, I think it's a great segue here that the Warriors are at home on Saturday night. They're going to be welcoming in the Brooklyn Nets, who the Brooklyn Nets are the best team against the spread thus far this season. Uh, Currently, the Golden State Warriors are a three point, three and a half point home favorite here. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, like I mentioned, on the season, 17, 6 and 1. Uh, against the spread actually they are tied with orlando with the best ats record in the association at 73.9 percent and on the road this season the brooklyn nets are seven and four against spread covering at 63.4 percent and last season sleepy the golden state warriors weren't the greatest road team i mean they were 11 and 30 straight up um and they seemed like they have fixed those woes that they had on the road last season but that flip that script has flipped for them this season for the warriors at home this season they're five and six straight up but just two and nine against a spread covering only 18.2 percent of their games at home and now welcoming in the brooklyn nets as one of the best teams against the spread here minus three and a half what are you thinking about this uh spread here it's it's concerning because typically, you know, Warriors team against like Brooklyn Nets probably be laying, you know, six, seven, eight points. But I think mm-hmm. you'd probably agree that the Golden State Warriors right now, you know, that they're having issues. And it's not just covering games. It's, it's winning games, period. I mean, they've lost three straight games. Now they were all on the road in a row against the Clippers, the Suns, and the Thunder. But from what I've seen, and I've been watching the Warriors quite a bit over like the last two weeks, uh, especially like Draymond getting in trouble, CP3 coming back. Uh, Clay Thompson's had his struggles. Um, I think maybe, and I'm saying this now in the middle of kind of like, you know, a rough stretch that maybe the Warriors should have probably have looked to go ahead and, and move Andrew Wiggins and at least get something in return while his stock was at least, you know, uh, it was it was at least high, I would think. Right now, I don't know. I don't know if I could lay points with this team right now, at least until, you know, I see CP3 in there for a little bit you know, with Clay and with Curry and, and with Wiggins and see, and maybe he can get out of his funk. Um, it just seems like it's really, it's really muddy right now for all the players probably outside of Curry. Curry's coming off of what maybe like his one of his worst games of the year. I would expect him to go ahead and bounce back. But when you look at both of these teams, it's shocking that the Brooklyn Nets have a better record. And I don't have anything bad to say about the Nets at all. I mean, they're going out there and they're grinding. Uh, each and every night. I mean, they have a pretty decent squad, pretty decent bench. 
right now I would say this. Let's stay away from the Warriors until we see some signs that they actually look like the Golden State Warriors because they're not out there winning games that they should be winning. And typically that's a team that, you know, you've watched over the last, what, four or five, six years go out there and just, you know, have like that buzzsaw type of moment where they go on, you know, those 22 to uh, seven runs or, or, you know, 10, uh, 10 nothing type of runs. And, and before you know it, it's like, boom, they catch right up and they blow right past you. But this team's not doing that right now. So uh, I, I'm not going to put my money in them. I'll wait till Draymond comes back or I'll wait until, you know, this current lineup actually looks pretty good. So for me, it would either be uh, probably just play Brooklyn or just go ahead and pass. So that's where I'm at for that game. Yeah, and my best bet's actually going to be in this game, and I am going to take the Brooklyn Nets uh, in this game here at at the plus three and a half uh, spread right now as it stands. So, I mean, you mentioned it right now. Without Draymond Green, this team this team historically and the season looks completely different, right? Their offensive rating drops by about two point one uh, points. There, they're averaging a little less uh, points per game at around one fourteen point four with Draymond Green one sixteen point one. So they're a little bit better on offense. Um, you know, obviously when Draymond Green is in there, but I've been really impressed with this Brooklyn Nets squad because they have guys that can defend. We talk about Mikhail Bridges of the world. I know Dorian Finney-Smith is a great defender as well. Um, Cam Thomas, um, you know, he can, he's a guy that can knock down the shot from any part of the floor. And he's a guy that can, we've seen him do it early on in the season where we can go out and have multiple 30 point games. And they they seem like a balanced team, and again, that's really really been reflected for them thus far this season. Not only for their straight up record, where they are thirteen and eleven, but like I mentioned, against the spread, they have been really good. As I said when we started talking about this game, seventeen sixteen one against the spread in road games this season, they are just uh, let's see, seven and four against the spread, covering sixty three point six percent. And I like them in the bounce back spot here. I know they had a huge game. Um, on uh, December 13th on Wednesday against the Phoenix Suns. And that was a game that guys like Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson were really going to get up for being part of that Kevin Durant trade. And anytime you have, you know, those type of players are involved in a trade going back in that first game, they have a little bit of extra, you know, step or a little pep in their step that they want to give it back to their former team. And that game I was watching, it meant a lot to, for the Brooklyn Nets and then they were in a bad spot the following night, having to go into Denver the following night on Thursday, where they did lose that game by 23 points and going into altitude, uh, especially in that third quarter where they may have ran out of a little bit of a gas, did the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Now they've gotten a day off here. They kind of can regroup. And we talked about the struggles right now with this Golden State Warriors team that, like you mentioned, it's Steph Curry, and then it's a roll of the dice on who's going to be the next guy that's going to step up for them. I know Clay had a great game. Um, against the Clippers the other night, but it just wasn't good enough. Um, and then, you know, like you mentioned with CP3, trying to figure out, still trying to figure out his way. Andrew Wiggins has been very inconsistent as well. And I think the reluctancy for Steph, uh, Steve Kerr to play his young guys who are only going to benefit this team in the absence of Draymond Green, he needs to start playing those guys. But there seems to be a little bit of reluctancy. And I'll, and I'll wrap it up with this as far as my best bet. Um, Brooklyn Nets this season, Coming off of a loss, they are in that following game 9-1 against the spread at 90%. And if they're on the road in that situation, they are, are perfect 4-0 against the spread, 3-1 to the over. So I really like Brooklyn Nets in this spot uh, going into the Bay Area. And like I mentioned, where the Golden State Awards have struggled to cover the spread, 
as home favorites this season, where overall at home they are two and nine against spread, and as home favorites this season, uh, the Warriors have an ATS record of one and eight against the spread. So I like the Nets here. Best bet for me here, Sleepy, is going to be the Nets plus three and a half in this game. Did you have anything else you wanted to add for this game? Yeah, I was a little surprised. You snuck in the best bet there last week on me early. You did it again <laughs> this week. So a, a little surprised. Not surprised at the pick. I was just surprised that you went ahead and you gave your best bet out early. So so for those guys who were going ahead skipping right to the end, uh, for those of you that listen, you got Mendoff's best bet early here. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With pick six, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. There we go. Another uh, intriguing and fun matchup that's going on in the Western Conference is going to be between the Oklahoma City Thunder. They are headed to the Mile High City to take on the Denver Nuggets. Currently, the Denver Nuggets are sitting as a five and a half point favorite in this game with a total of uh, 236 in this game, minus 225 on the money line. For the Denver Nuggets and plus 185 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And Sleepy, like I'd mentioned, the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, against the spread this season have been one of the better teams as well. They're 15-7-1 against the spread, 68.2% overall. And on the road this season, the Oklahoma City Thunder are the best team against the spread, 7-3-1. 
And when you talk about this Denver Nuggets team, historically, it's a great home, um, home court advantage, obviously being in altitude. The Denver Nuggets is season 10 and one straight up at home. And against the spread, they are six, four and one covering at 60%. So it seems like something's got to give here. Sleepy. What are your thoughts on this game with SGA and the Thunder heading to take on Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets, the defending uh, NBA champions? My gut feeling says that the Nuggets probably end up winning this game and covering. I'm not against OKC in any way, but I think that, um, that it, there's different levels, right? Like a team like Oklahoma City, they can go out there and they can hang, you know, maybe with a team like the Mavericks or a team like the Pelicans. But you're talking about the, the team that won the title last year with the MVP on the team. Uh, Murray's probably going to play. I would expect Aaron Gordon to go ahead and play. Uh, the only guy that won't play that was in the starting lineup last year is going to be KCP. So um, I still think that this team is just, I don't want to say they're light years better than OKC. Like OKC has grown. But, I mean, go, you got to go back. I think they played – didn't they play like the first game this year and, and OKC got bopped in that game? I think that's what happened. But I just think the Nuggets are just a far better team right now and they just they, – they, they're just uh, – I don't want to say they, they kind of uh, look down on OKC like they're the little, you know, little stepbrother or something like that. But that's kind of the way that I think that, that, that Denver just kind of treats that team right now. Um, and I don't know if it's a good X's and O's matchup either for, for Oklahoma City. You know, getting beat by 30, I think that they got beat by like 30 mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, it just tells me that there's just something wrong there, um, that if you were at least on that level, you would have been a little bit more competitive. So I would go ahead and play the Nuggets. I don't know if I'll do it. You know, I don't know if I will. But, I mean, that's certainly the way that I would look in this game. Yeah, Denver had uh, gone into Oklahoma City. I think this was the third game of the season back on October 29th where the Denver Nuggets uh, beat the Oklahoma City Thunder by 33 points by a final score of 128 to 95. Another huge game for Nikola Jokic against the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. He chipped in with uh, 28 points, 14 rebounds, had five assists in that game. Jamal Murray had 19 points, and Michael Porter Jr. in that game had 20 points uh, for the Denver Nuggets. And it was just a bad shooting night uh, overall for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They only shot 41% from the floor. They were 6 of 32 from three-point land. Um, shooting it at 18.8%. So historically, this Thunder team has been very competitive uh, against the Oklahoma City uh, Thunder. I'm sorry, Oklahoma City Thunder has been very competitive against the Denver Nuggets. And the Oklahoma City Thunder, going back to the 2018 season, are 4-0 against the spread against this uh, Denver Nuggets team. So I think they keep it within this number here, Sleepy. I think it's going to be a very competitive game. I like what I've seen from Chet Holmgren this season. I don't think he's talked about enough, probably just because he is in that Oklahoma City Thunder market. And every other game uh, for Victor Winbinyama is on national TV. And you know he's getting the spotlight here, and rightfully so as well. He's playing some great basketball here as well. But I think that uh, the Thunder do keep this within the number. And again, like I mentioned, the um, one of the best teams covering the spread overall and the best team on the road thus far this season um, covering the spread. So maybe let's get into your best bet for the Saturday night card. Where do you have uh, for uh, the people? All right. So I'm going to make this one simple. I think the best bet here on the entire card, maybe even for the entire day here on Saturday, could potentially be the Minnesota Timberwolves minus the seven points. 
against the Indiana Pacers. Minnesota, uh, this is going to be a standalone game. They don't have a back-to-back. They're not playing on Friday. They're not playing on Sunday. So it's going to be a standalone. But the Pacers, currently right now, they're playing the Wizards. And uh, that total looks like it's got about 260. Uh, right, they're probably going to end up hitting around 250 points in that game. So it's going to be one of those uh, kind of buzzsaw type of games. And, and currently right now, the Pacers are down. So they're going to have to go a full four quarters unless they get absolutely blown out in that game. Um, then then I think they, they could potentially be on some tired legs here. And I think at times they went off. Um, it's not like the Pacers are a bad team. Like they're actually like a half decent, pretty good team. But you know, go back to when they played the Milwaukee Bucks, where it was you know a step, a class above. Uh, they got blown out, and I think that going on the road in this particular situation, playing this Wolves team that's you know best record in the league, tied there with Boston, I think that they might be up against it, and we could actually see the Pacers get blown out again in a particular game here. So I like the Wolves a lot. I would probably go ahead and take this now because things aren't going to get any better for the Pacers tonight. Uh, as I mentioned, they're already down. They're going to have to go a full four quarters here. So, you know, and you always have the risk of injury. So I can only see that number going up. So if you go ahead and you listen to this now and that number's still there, Minnesota Wolves minus seven, uh, I would go ahead and plug that in. So I'll make that my best bet there, Manoff. Yeah, I love this situational spot of fading the uh, Indiana Pacers, like you mentioned. They're trailing by double digits, getting close to halftime uh, against the Washington Wizards. So like you mentioned, it's going to have to be a full 48 minutes for the Pacers to uh, pull off this victory in a comfort behind fashion against the Washington Wizards. And for the Minnesota Timberwolves, I mean, we were talking about it in our show prep is that they've actually been one of the more surprising teams uh, this season. I know Anthony Edwards has been missing um, some time with the the uh, hip injury. He did return against the Dallas Mavericks earlier this week. But it seems like that Chris Finch has figured out how to play Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert together. I think the more impressive part for me has been that they've been an excellent defensive team um, thus far this season. They are top five in defensive rating, uh, trailing only the Houston Rockets, uh, the Boston Celtics, the Orlando Magic uh, in that span. So I think they have the uh, the defensive guys that can slow down this offense in the Indiana Pacers. And I think it may just come to a point in that second half for the uh, Indiana Pacers where they do get tired legs and the Minnesota Timberwolves are uh, able to put a, uh, pull away in this game. So I definitely uh, can get behind this with you as well uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves as your best bet. Uh, so maybe one more order of business here that is going to be our player prop best bet uh, for the Saturday card. Uh, we've been touring pretty well with these throughout the season. We did take uh, a loss last week where, we, like I mentioned, we had Jason Tatum to go over 25 and a half points in that game. We got hooked on that. He scored 25. But this week on the Saturday card, we're looking at one of the superstars in our league here. And I think it's a great spot for him to carry his team. And that is going to be Luka Dantich to go over 33 and a half points here asleep. So I'm going to toss this one to you. Our player prop best by Luka over 33 and a half points. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot of rocket science with this one there, Manoff. If Luka's going to be like the main guy on the floor for this Mavericks team, he's going to shoot, he's going to pass, probably going to get all the rebounds and all that. He's going to look to do as much as he possibly can. Kyrie Irving's going to be out. Seth Curry, there's even a chance that he might not play. Um, I, there's another player out also for the Mavericks. Maxi Kleber, Josh Green. I mean, this team could be really, really shorthand. I guess maybe the only thing that worries me is the fact that 
you know, the Mavericks are playing on the road against Portland. Could they potentially get blown out and, and Luka doesn't, you know, end up finishing this game? I don't know. I think when you when you take a, a Kyrie Irving off the floor, uh, there's just going to be so much pressure put on Luka to go ahead, maintain, keep pace with this Portland Trailblazers team. Go back to the last game against the T-Wolves. They scored 101 points, the Mavericks. Luka had like 38 points in that game. I mean, he's basically almost half of the offense for this entire team for the Mavericks. And we get a total of 235 and a half. So 33 and a half, that seems like just a normal type of Luka night. But if you take out guys like Curry, you take out Kleber, you take out Kyrie, you you take out Green, God only knows who else that might actually end up sitting out here. Um, I think it just so much just gets put put on Luka here. So don't be shocked if he goes for 40. I'll be looking at the alternate markets because I think these are the times where you want to do this because what you need is a guy that's not afraid to go out there and have a stinker of a game, but also just go out there and put up a ton of volume. So don't be shocked if you see Luka out there with 28, 29, 30 shots in this game. It would not surprise me. So 33 and a half feels very, very low for this specific situation. Yeah, I mean, the usage rate is through the roof with Luka, obviously, with Kyrie Irving uh, dealing with the injury, right? And if you take a look, at least just over the last five games, Luka has averaging uh, close to 40 minutes per game. He's getting up close to 26 shots per game, shooting at 47.3% from the floor. Um, He's also getting up close to 11 three-point attempts in that span as well while shooting it at 36%. And we know him being a superstar in this league that he's going to uh, the the whistle is going to be more favorable for him to get to the free throw line as well. Throughout the last five games, Luca has gone over this projection of thirty three and a half points. He had thirty nine against the Minnesota Timberwolves in a game where the Dallas Mavericks only scored one hundred and one points, or Luca was responsible uh, for about what thirty eight, uh, close to thirty nine percent of the points there for the Minnesota. Uh, sorry for the Dallas Mavericks. Go back to the game against the Utah Jazz. He had 40 in that game, 35 against the Memphis Grizzlies. These two teams did match up, um, in fact, last Friday, um, where the Dallas Mavericks won that game, 125 to 112. In that game, Luka played 41 minutes. He got up 28 shots. He finished the game with 32 points. Wasn't a great shooting night for Luka. But like you mentioned, it's just that the Mavericks are going to be very, very reliant on Luca not only to score the basketball but also you know get his teammates involved in and help them win this game so I expect Luca to be out there for another 40 minutes like you mentioned the shot volume is going to be there and again don't be surprised if you do see Luca Dantich uh near the 40 point mark I think this is an opportunity to really uh find some uh value in the alt market for uh Luca All right, Sleepy, that is going to do it for this edition of the NBA podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Any parting words for our wonderful listeners? Yeah, just a quick apology. Sorry we weren't uh, available here on uh, Thursday night with our normal podcast where we do our Friday Five. I've been under the weather for like well over a week now, so I'm starting to feel a little bit better. Um, But yeah, we'll be back in action next week, Thursday, Friday. We'll do our normal podcast, get right back to our normal scheduled uh, programming. So I just wanted to go ahead and uh, apologize to everybody. I know it's not my fault that I got sick, but yeah, I got sick kind of a uh, kind of felt like crap last couple last couple days. Yeah, we'll be back to uh, our, our regular schedule starting next week. So uh, more uh, content and pods uh, for our wonderful listeners. Like Sleepy mentioned, a lot of great things happening on pregame.com. Make sure to use those uh, promo codes SPURS20 and PISTONS20. 
get 20% off of anything on the website. Just go to pregame.com and take advantage of those coupon codes and enjoy the games this weekend. A lot of action with college uh, basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, UFC. It's all going down this weekend. So enjoy the games and we'll talk to you guys down the road.